You know, as Bob Ross would say, happy little clouds in the sky, right? And everyone was sure this has got to be the painting that's going to win. This is peace. So they were surprised when the king announced the winner, and it was a painting that was much different. The painting he chose also had a mountain in it, but this mountain was rugged and bare. The sky around the mountain looked angry, and there was lightning striking in the picture. And everyone looked at that picture and they thought, well, surely this is a mistake. The artist probably accidentally brought in the wrong picture, and why would this picture be chosen? But if you look closely at the picture, within a crack in that mountain was a bush. And within that bush, a mother bird had built her nest and was just sitting there taking care of her eggs. You see, peace isn't when the whole world is good and there's no struggle. True peace is that bird when despite the chaos going on around it, despite the lightning, despite the angry weather, that bird still had peace. That is true peace. And lately I've been having a lot of conversations with people, and they all A lot of them are going the same way. People lack peace. Now, nobody says that. Nobody comes up and says, I lack peace. I need need to talk. What they say is, I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm struggling with fear. Or maybe they don't even say that much. Maybe you're just having that conversation and you can just sense that they have a lack of peace in their life. We need that peace. And that peace that that bird had on that bush, on that mountain, that is the peace that Jesus Christ offers us. We can have that peace. My friends, do you believe that today? Do you believe that you can have real peace? peace despite everything going on in the world, despite everything going on in your life, do you believe that you can have true peace through Jesus Christ? Because you hear it all the time, right? You don't have to come to church very often before you hear about how Jesus brings peace. But I think for most of us, it's kind of a foreign concept. It's, yeah, we hear it, but it's not really true in our lives. And Or or maybe other people get that kind of peace, but God hasn't brought that to me yet. That peace through Jesus Christ is available for each and every one of us as believers. But we have got to step into, we have got to live in to that peace. One of my favorite passages that I share all the time is Isaiah 30.15. 
In repentance and rest is, my salva- is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. That passage, as I have meditated on it, as I have spent a lot of time just with that passage, that passage brings me peace. As it reminds me that it's not something that I do, but it's something that Christ has already done for me. And it is something that the Father continues to do. The Holy Spirit is continuing to do in me. I have rest and peace in my life through Jesus Christ. So how do we put ourselves into a position so that we can find that same peace? We're going to do something a little bit different today as we read our passage. Normally, I would read the passage, you would open up your Bibles with me and we would read it and then we would talk about it. And that's great. We need to read the scriptures. We need to understand the scriptures. But today, I'm hoping that we can go a little bit deeper into the scripture. Not in the sense of we're going to talk about deeper things, but we're going to listen for God as we are reading this passage. I'm going to invite you as I read this passage to close your eyes when the time comes. You don't have, well, you can close them now if you want, but when the time comes, <clears throat> to close your eyes and I'll read the passage. I'll say a few words, we'll pray. Keep your eyes closed that whole time because I'm going to read the passage a second time after that. And I'm going to guide you through some questions that you can be asking yourself as you're putting yourself in the position of the disciples in our passage. This is called uh, Lectio Divina, so you have probably heard that term at least. If you haven't done it yourself, you've probably at least heard of it. But the reason I want to do this today is, number one, as I was praying all week for God to give me the sermon, this is what I kept getting. Uh, It'd be much easier just to get words on a paper that I can just sit and read to you. Um, But this is what God was leading me to do. But I think it's important because we wait until we're in those trials. We wait until the chaos is all around us. And then we wonder, why can't I find peace? The time to find peace is during these moments so that when the trials come, you're already used to quieting your mind, to stilling your soul so that you can still hear from God even through the chaos of your situations. So today, again, as I read, just close your eyes. And listen to the words. I'm going to be reading from John 20, verses 19 to 31. And look, I understand how uh, hard it is to stay awake some Sunday mornings. I have had my days of falling asleep in a pew. And I know this will not make it any easier for some of you. But a pastor once told me that if during this time you fall asleep, perhaps that's what you needed anyways. Perhaps that's the Holy Spirit just guiding you into a rest. So don't feel guilty if you fall asleep. 
But maybe you could give the guy next to you a warning to nudge you when we're done, all right? Okay, so if you'd close your eyes with me. We're going to take a few minutes, two seconds here. I want you to just take some deep breaths with your eyes closed. Pastor Joe, a couple weeks ago, told us when we, when we center ourselves to pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. Maybe you could say that a couple times, or I pray, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I'll do over that a few times. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone, his sins are forgiven. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. <clears throat> Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. I want you to just take a minute, continuing to just rest in the presence of God. Because our God is not a distant God, but our God is a God who is dwelling with us, in us, and through us right now. And as we read this again, I want you to imagine that you are one of these disciples Imagine you just buried someone that you care about. Then imagine that you went back to the cemetery only to find that grave dug back up. You look down into that hole only to find the casket opened and empty. What would the questions, what questions would you be asking? But what happened to your loved one? Where did the body go? What would you be thinking during this time? 
Remember, that's what these disciples just went through. So as we go through this passage again, again, imagine that you are one of the disciples. You're afraid of the Jews because of what just happened. And Jesus is about to appear to you. Imagine what it smelled like, what it sounded like. Father God, before we read this again, I just pray that you would speak to us in a mighty way through this reading. That you would make a word or a phrase pop out to us. That you would reveal to yourself somewhere in this passage, Lord. Help us, Father, to learn to take your word from, from our minds into our hearts. Speak to us now through your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We're just going to take a couple more seconds. Reflect on whatever that word or phrase that stuck out to you was. And just take a couple seconds to rest in the presence of God. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you and praise you for this day. We thank you that through your word we can find peace. We thank you that through your wounds we are healed. We thank you for all that you have done for us. Father, help us learn to rest in your presence. Help us learn to just shut off all the garbage that 
flows around in our brains and to just trust and rest in you, Father. Lord, we thank you and praise you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hopefully something in that passage stuck out to you. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day, and as we go through that practice of really allowing the Word of God to permeate us, to become part of us, it's really hard to kind of shut off our brains, isn't it? I don't know how many of you, you try to be silent, and within 30 seconds, it's like everything comes crashing in that you have to do, like this huge tidal wave. And that's okay. That's normal. I was telling this friend that when I started practicing meditating on the Word of God, that that's how my brain works too, to where it's just, everything is just crazy in there. But after years of practicing this, I got to where I can sit now for quite a good, dis- quite a good amount of time, silently, just listening for God and resting in His presence. So when you start doing that, don't get discouraged when after 30 seconds already there's all this stuff going on in your head. Acknowledge it happened and move on. Acknowledge the thought you've had and then start again. And as you begin this practice of meditating on God and resting in his presence, at first, most of your time will be thoughts. But those little 30-second snippets will get longer and longer and longer. So be patient with yourself. But I can't encourage you enough to learn to practice this stillness, this quiet, allowing God to work and move in you that we may have peace in Jesus Christ. Because I don't know what God spoke to you through this passage, but as I was studying this passage this week and as I was doing it this week, the word that kept coming out to me was peace. Three times Jesus says, peace be with you. And the first time he says, peace be with you, it's, it's good because the disciples were probably pretty terrified. I don't know, as you're imagining what's going on in the disciples' heads during this time, all right, number one, their friend has been murdered, they're afraid of the Jews, they've locked the door, they know he's not in that grave anymore. Did somebody steal the body? What happened? Did I imagine the entire thing? And now they're in the room, scared, and suddenly, Jesus appears. All right, well, they didn't steal the body. Here's the body. But did I imagine the whole crucifixion part? Did he really die? What is going on? So what does Jesus do? He says, peace be with you, and he shows his wounds. No, it's real. It happened. I am here. I was crucified. I was dead. I was buried. And I have risen again. The wounds prove it. It is real. The disciples had to process through all of that that was going on. But Jesus has offered them peace by proving that all of it is real. And for 2,000 years since, we too have a peace through those wounds of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, 5 says this about Jesus. 
He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. For 2,000 years since, Jesus has brought us peace today. We can know this peace through Jesus Christ, but it has become kind of a lost art to us. We say the words, but do we have peace? Do you have peace in your life? If not, we need to begin to practice really allowing his words to become a part of our lives. Because through those wounds, we find healing. Through those wounds, we aren't experiencing the punishment for our sins that we deserve. Through those wounds, we can have a peace today knowing that he has done the work for us. Through those wounds, he has breathed on us the Holy Spirit, which is the second time that he says, peace be with you, peace be with you, and he breathes onto the disciples and breathes new life into them. The word in that passage that says Jesus breathed on the disciples, it's only used once in the New Testament. But the same word, it's it's the, the Hebrew of that word, is actually the word from Genesis Genesis 1, where Jesus, where God breathed life into Adam and Eve. Jesus is breathing new life into the disciples. Peace be with you. Let me give you the Holy Spirit. Let me breathe this new life on you. We have a peace through Jesus Christ, and we have new life through Jesus Christ. If you believe that, if you accept that, Coming here and sitting in the pews, it's wonderful. I love seeing your faces. Like I say, you're a good-looking group of people. An uglier church would be harder to do this at, but you make it easy. (laughs) But it's not enough to find peace. To really find the peace of Jesus Christ, we have to go so much deeper in our walk with him. It's not enough to come here on Sunday morning and make an appearance or even pray or sing All week long, we have got to learn to practice the presence of God. We have got to learn to put ourselves into that position where Jesus, where the Holy Spirit, where the Father can work in us and change us and mold us into what he created us to be. Are you doing that? And if the answer to that first question, do you have peace, is no, then I'm going to say the answer to the second question is also no. Because I guarantee you that as you spend time with your Heavenly Father, as you spend time allowing Him to mold you and shape you, you will have peace. This isn't a sometimes it happens type thing. It isn't it happens to the other person but not me thing. It is a promise to each and every one of us. We can have peace through Jesus Christ. Are you anxious? Are you afraid? Are you worried about elections, diseases, wars? Because with the peace of Jesus Christ, we don't need to be worried about any of those things. And that peace is available to all. And after Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit onto the disciples, He commissions them to go out 
and to share. Those who you forgive will be forgiven. Those who you do not forgive will not be forgiven. He did not give them the power of God to say that people are forgiven or not. He is giving them a great commission to go out and share this good news, to share the Holy Spirit with other people who need the same peace that Jesus has offered three times in this room. Once we have that peace of God, we need to share that peace with other people. Because we are living in a hurting world. And I know there's not one of you in this room who doesn't know that this is true because we all talk about it. You walk down the streets and you see people who are addicted to drugs. You see people who are homeless, who are hungry. You see children who are being abused. There is so much hurt in this world. There is so much pain in this world. We have something that this world needs. Why are we hoarding it for ourselves? Jesus said, go out and share this peace. We need to be sharing what God has done and is doing in our lives. There's no excuses for not doing this. And I'm going to give you an opportunity today and some of you say, oh no, that's not an opportunity, that's an obligation or that's some horrible thing. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity today to share a little bit of testimony of where you've seen God working in your life recently. I say testimony, I mean testimony. We don't want to be here all afternoon, so we do really short versions of where you've seen God at work. And Andrew and Kaylee, my, my friends back here, they're going, to, they're going to get the ball rolling. They see God working all the time in this church, and it is such a blessing to, I get to hear all the stories of what God is doing but they're each going to share a little testimony. Then they're going to go around, and if you want to share something, they'll bring a microphone to you, and we'll give you opportunities to share what God has been doing in your life. Can I use use your mic? Can I have yours? (laughs) Um, My name's Andrew. Uh, I'm the youth director here. Um, And Tom this week asked us uh, if we had a little testimony um, for, for today. And so I was trying to think about it, and especially like in a, the, our youth program on Wednesday nights. Um, and I thought back to a couple of weeks ago. We, I was at a youth ministry conference once, and they asked, like, how many of you guys, youth pastors, have like scheduled prayer in a Wednesday night? And only like three people raised their hand. And so I was like, man, that really impacted me. And so we tried to have some scheduled prayer. We were trying this for the first time to where I was going to open in prayer. We were going to leave a big, awkward silence for the students to pray. And then someone was going to close out. And we had a ton of students that night, so I had no idea how it was going to go. I thought like a couple of them were going to be like, oh, I pray for like sports, like win, or that Jimmy would get a bird to poop on his head. I don't know. I didn't know where it was going to go. And because I had a ton of junior high boys. And, uh, and so I was a little nervous about it, and I really wanted it to, to be powerful, and I wanted it to, like, I wanted these kids to actually be able to pray together as a community of believers that come from all different schools. Um, and so we did it, and we closed our eyes, and we, we started to pray, and it was amazing to see God show up in, in these students' lives of, of praying for praying for each other, praying for, for safety and stuff, or praying for that, that other people in their schools could come to Jesus, or praying for like their walks uh, uh, with Christ. And it was amazing to see these kids actually sit down and just pray. And it was such a powerful time of like worship, 
and a time to where we could see that the Holy Spirit was really actually moving in these students. Um, and so it was super cool for me to see God show up in that way um, and uh, to show up in, in a lot of people's lives. I just have a little example. Um, this was sort of the first thing that popped in my head when Tom asked us to um, come up here and talk about this this morning. Um, this week was one of our Brave Girls birthdays. Probably many of you know that. Um, and so as Andrew and I were thinking about um, what we could do, we decided that we wanted to choose a verse to pray over um, this specific girl, but also all of our Brave Girls. And we decided to go with um, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And the very next day, um, came into work, and we have this little card from, shout out to UCAN. Um, and our Brave Girls had donated to UCAN, which is amazing. They, that was the organization they decided to donate to. But in the card, it says, continue to be strong and courageous as you journey through this life. Um, and that's just, it's such just a tiny little um, confirmation for me, I think, and for Andrew of just like being faithful and asking God to, to show you um, what to pray or what direction to go in. And um, just a, an awesome confirmation that um, by you, Ken, and by Jeff over here. Um, but also I'm hoping an encouragement for you as well. If you're feeling a prompting to um, call somebody, to text somebody, to send a card, please do that, and you don't know what happens on the other end of that. Britta Brown is awesome at that, and in fact, I just got another message this morning from a friend who's like, hey, you're on my heart, how can I pray for you? Um, so just those little things, continue to do that. Those are so meaningful, and I know sometimes it's hard to think of like, well, where has God been in my life? But when you start looking for those little things of just thank you, Jesus, for that moment and for that card, um, it's just really encouraging. Give you guys, oops, we're going to give you guys some time to, if you have a testimony you want to share, if you want to raise your hand, Andrew or Kaylee will bring you the microphone. Um, and like Kaylee said, as we talked about this yesterday, you know, the testimonies that we share, they don't have to be some big profound thing. We should be seeing God in every aspect of our lives. Like those little things, like she said, getting a card that just confirmed something that God spoke to her. And that's God revealing himself there. So is there anybody who has a testimony you want to share? Um, I think most of you know that over the past few years, Kat and I have been increasingly involved in caring for her 90-plus-year-old parents. And on March 1st, her father suddenly passed away. Her mother has dementia, and he was the primary caregiver for her. And through this really stormy time uh, where she has had a fall and had a major surgical event, uh, had, has been installed in a, in a nursing facility in Erie where she's close to medical care, um, it really saw Jesus show up in a big way just the other day. Uh, for a long time, there's been sort of a family feud, if you will. There was one uh, family member by marriage who had been accused of something pretty heinous. And in uh, working around the house and, and moving Cat's uh, mom to the nursing home, uh, we came across uh, an item 
that exonerated that person. And uh, when, when they were told about that, just, uh, just a few hours ago, really, um, the sense of relief from them was incredibly palpable, the sense of, of removal of, of guilt and uh, the removal of a stain and a, a healing process has, become, has begun that uh, draws the family closer together. And I think of those apostles. Uh, in that case, they were, they were there scared to death behind locked doors because they thought the Sanhedrin were coming for them and that they were next. Or they were in the boat and Jesus comes walking on the sea in, in the midst of a storm, you know that in the midst of those storms, Jesus does show up. And he is, is, has granted us an understanding through this event of just how far back Kat's mom's dementia went. And it, it has explained so many things that we did not understand before. Um, so <clears throat> look for him. He's, he's there, and just, just that finding one item was, was a miracle. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tom. Does anybody else want to share? And if you think, oh, I can't talk in front of all these people, everybody's very patient with me, so they'll be just as kind to you. So, <laughs> Yeah, Larry. It's, it's a race. Who's going to get there first? Okay. We had Larry first here. Yeah, hi, everybody. Um, I'm reminded of a scripture, you know, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and so on. And uh, I've been going through a uh, uh, period of uh, time for two years now where my life has been in limbo uh, for the normal ministry that I do at the prison and at jails. Uh, for the last year, uh, the Gideons, we have been very active, but uh, Laura and I uh, ended our vacation time in Florida early this year, and we came back uh, the first week of March, and so we were supposed to be down there the full month of March. But anyway, as soon as I got back, the chaplain at the jail called and said, you can start your sermons again. So on March 13th, I was able to do my first sermon at the jail, which for me means everything. And uh, I like the, uh, actually, like, kind of like the title I had of the sermon, God Can Turn Your Stinking Thinking into Kingdom Thinking. <laughs> and uh, they have a lot of stinking thinking at the jail, trust me. Amen. So I gave some examples of that, an example of a kingdom. I think I lost my, there we are. Uh, at the end, uh, I always have an altar call. And uh, I asked if they would like to receive Christ today. I had four men uh, that, that raised their hand and said a prayer with me where they received Christ. So uh, to God the glory. Uh, but, you know, wait upon the Lord, too. Uh, we get to uh, get back into it. have a plan. Praise God. Four souls that are saved for eternity because somebody shared their testimony, their faith. Yeah. 
I have a sweet little story from my grandson I'm going to share this week that um, I accompanied his mom and dad to a funeral this week in uh, Buffalo for his grandma. And um, she was Catholic, and he was not behaving during the service, so mom took him out in the parking lot, and there was a cemetery there, Catholic cemetery. And she said there was a statue of Mary holding Jesus after he'd been crucified. And Parker had a lot of questions about that, and he's just started coming to Sunday school. I'm so blessed by that. But uh, his mom was explaining it to him, and uh, she said he just went over and kissed his knee. And he said, Mom, would you just sing, Jesus Loves Me? And, I mean, God was just there for that little boy in that moment. He didn't learn that from anybody, but God's just there. Yeah. Amen. And, Andrew, we had, Cheryl had one, too, and, and then we'll end after Cheryl here. I'm sorry if anybody else wanted to share, but, yeah, faster, Andrew, come on. Youth pastors, you can go faster than that, right? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to focus in on just one thing because I'm sitting here and I, I think of all these times that Jesus and God have shown up in my life. Um, I guess my word to you is that through many experiences that I've had, and just particularly I would say in the past 10 years, I have been places where I have been placed to receive someone else's prayer and love and I have been put in places that I've been offered, I've been there to offer what they need. And it's any place, it can be a post office, it can be a basketball game, it can be giving somebody a ride, um, a gas station. I mean, those are all places I have shown up and I, one thing that I said spurred on like a prayer right there in that place. And, um, so that's where I found a lot of my moments of, of peace. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. So thank you for those of you who shared. And I know that God is working in all of your lives. If you haven't seen it, you haven't been looking. I just wanted to encourage you this week, be looking for those God sightings. Be looking for where God is working. We're going to go to a time of, uh, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have a little time of reflection where you can just meditate on what God has spoken to you today and what do you do with that. Because we don't want you walking out of here and just forgetting what God has spoken to you through the worship, through the, or through the music, through the sermon, through that time in his word. We don't want to walk out of here and just forget that stuff. So we'll take just a moment to reflect on that. We also have uh, the offering baskets in the back. Now is our time that we reflect on how God has blessed us and how we can give back to him. We're working on, uh, we can also give online. We're working on some QR codes, so you'll be able to scan right in and, and give online uh, that we can continue to do God's work and build God's kingdom here in Chautauqua County. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this day. We thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you're going to do. Lord, just show up. And Lord, I pray for this congregation. I pray your peace on this congregation. I pray that through the chaos of our world that we would sense your presence and your peace in our lives. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
I count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me now In the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out You're working all things out Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will. fail me now You won't fail me now In the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out You're working all things out Yes, I will lift you high In the lowest valley Yes, I will bless your name Oh yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Yes, I will. I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all day. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the ways you've provided for this church, the ways you've provided for each one of us, that we have the opportunity to give back to you, and the ways you've provided for the church that we have been able to provide for our community and for those in need. Father, we thank you for all you've been doing and will do. Continue to bless your people here in Chautauqua County. Praise God from whom all blessings.
Amen. Thank you all for, for being here, for worshiping Christ with us today. And this week, may the peace of God rest on each one of you. Amen.